Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. I am your host, Shalene Carter, and I am sitting here with Kristen Roisland. She is an amazing, an amazing energy healer, meditation leader. She's a yoga teacher, um, an all-around mindful mama, which is actually what her group coaching program is called, which is what we're going to talk about a little bit today, because it's really one of a kind. Um, I've been in the online coaching space for several years, and I've never really seen something that supports women in this way. Um, and she's just such a, a light leader and such a, a little love beam, and I just love her so much. So thank you, Kristen, for joining us. Thank you for having me and for those nice words. <laughs> You're like, wow. Wow, I feel really special. <laughs> I could see her face on the other side. She was like, oh, oh. <laughs> me. But um, I love, honestly, I, like, I feel like Kristen and I have always had like similar groups of uh, people that we were kind of floating in and out of and seeing kind of the same people in different spaces. And then um, we just literally sat down one day together and was like, hello, we pretty much know each other, but we don't actually know each other. Um, so I'm so, so, so pumped to talk to a lot of the listeners that specifically moms, I have a large mom following a large, I mean, and just women in general, I feel like I have a lot more women listeners than I do men. Not that we don't love our divine masculine presence up in here, but, um, but like you have done such a great job. If, um, so following on her on Instagram, her tag is at calm and total chaos, all one word. And it is such a cool um evolution of just like watching how you can still be really present and really in with your family and still and I think sometimes people think spirituality and like family have to be really separate or like here I am in my zen corner I gotta close my door kids don't come in and then I come out like and I feel like I have to be a totally different person and you do such a great job of like showing how it can be integrated showing how you can teach all of these practices to children, integrate them into your families and stuff like that. So I'd love for you to just share with everyone a little bit of your journey of kind of how you got to that point um, of just this like beautiful balance. Yeah. So, I mean, I did, I've always been somewhat spiritual. My husband jokes when he first came to my apartment he was like, Oh, she's a hippie because I had like a bookshelf full of like energy and astrology and this and I think for a while it was kind of a side of myself that I just kept over here like to me um, as I like to say <laughs> yeah exactly so so yeah but I've always I've done yoga for forever and I found that so transformative and it's helped me through some really fun stuff as we say <laughs> all those all those dark times and you're like wow I feel better I don't know why and the the more the journey comes, you realize that's what it is. So, um, I lived when I got married, I got married. I met my husband actually on Memorial day and we got married three months later. And, um, that's kind of like my intuition. I knew it because I read all of the spiritual books. Yeah. I read all the spiritual books. So obviously I knew this is what was happening. Um, it's, that's kind of, honestly, that's kind of how my whole life has been. I make a decision. I'm like, and go. So, yeah, so I did, but he lived in Norway. So I like took off and married some strange man and moved to Norway <laughs> in like three months. So I think most people thought I was 
insane. The people that knew me really well were like, of course, this is what you're doing. I, I don't know what that says about me, but they were like, yeah, duh. So I lived there for four years and I think living in a foreign country definitely makes you um, get a little introspective because you can't talk to everyone, especially in the beginning when you don't speak the language. Yeah. So you spend a lot of time in your head and a lot of time like figuring things out. Um, and that culture was, is really beautiful and they take a lot of time to just be with people mm. and connect. And I, I really liked that, but it was really hard to slow down being an American. Right. And like, I'm like uh, all- our culture, that is not something it's, it's very interesting to see we're filming this right now. Everything is um, opening up from what I'm calling the great pause Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, where everybody, especially in America, I think is struggling quite a bit because they're being forced to slow down and our culture um, really prioritizes and like honors the hustle. Yes. Unlike everywhere, I, other places in the world are just not the same. No, like I just remember going to like meet a friend for coffee and we were just like there and I kind of was like, we have, we have to go, right? Like there's gotta be somewhere else that I have to be or you have to be. No, we're just like sitting here, everyone, everyone here is fine. We're just good. And like, it just was crazy to me, but people just walk to go for a walk. I'm like, where is our destination? No, there's no destination. We're just walking. There's not a goal. We're just yeah. like, is there coffee at the end of this? Do we walk to coffee? Because that's like what we should be doing any time in life. So, I mean, I'm going to say, I still probably always like to have a destination when I'm walking, but, <laughs> um, but just like the feeling in general of people just being like, yeah, it's fine just to be. And that. Like, I felt like I was pretty, I don't know, zen. And then when I was there, I was like, oh, maybe I have a lot more chilling to do. So anyway, yeah, that that definitely has had a huge impact on just who I am in general. And then I became a mom over there. So I've had my first two children in Norway. I have four total. So I have um, three girls and a boy. My oldest is eight. And that, so my two oldest I had there and I had them kind of back to back and I was, a, I was young. You didn't know anybody. So you're I, like, yeah, I had, <laughs> I, I had a couple of friends at this point. Luckily, some people liked me and I made some friends. Um, and I will say everybody there speaks English. So it's not like, you know, I don't want anyone to think I'm like, was stuck in this little bubble by myself, but just like side conversations. I'm a big eavesdropper. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> I was like, I need to learn this language to eavesdrop. So eventually I did. But um, yeah, so I was the first of my like close group of friends back here to have a kid. And then I was having a kid in another country where things are different. So like anything that I had kind of envisioned for momhood birth, I also didn't plan to have children. I just was like, oh, and we're having a baby. Cool. It was kind of that, that like, yeah, I guess sure. We could try for that. And then the next time you do everything in your life. I don't know why. I don't know why I was surprised. I don't know why. (laughs) So, so yeah, so it was, um, it was interesting, but I'm so grateful for it because I think that's part of what helped me become the kind of mom that I am is like being very intuitive and really listening to my voice and kind of being able to, to filter out like what is, important to me and what is just something that people are telling that they with great intention that they mean all good things but maybe that isn't going to serve you because there's a thousand and two parenting books there's doctors there's your mom there's her aunt there's you know there's your best friend everybody's got their own way of doing things and I think having 
babies over there, I was like, well, okay, they do this completely different than we do, but both kids are turning out healthy and fine. So let me just find my own way. And that's, that's kind of how it came. And then I moved, we moved back here and I had my, my last two here, which was a totally different experience and definitely easier for me to get caught up in like what should be. Mm -hmm. Um, so I really had to like go back and hold on to that and be like, I have these two kids who are doing great. And I did lots of strange things and it was fine. <laughs> like strange, non-traditional, but just like things that I'm like, yeah, I think, I think it's okay if I don't, I didn't give my kids, you know, whole milk and I just felt like I didn't need to. And they always tested great. And that was just my choice. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but it just intuitively, that's what I decided I didn't want to do. Just small example, but anyway, yeah, I think that all helped me kind of start this journey of really listening to what I needed and what worked for my family and not kind of putting the blinders on and not looking at what everybody else was doing and feeling like I wasn't doing enough. And I think that's, that's kind of what happens, right? We're always like looking at other people and thinking they're doing this. I'm not, maybe I'm not doing enough. Maybe I'm doing this wrong. And I don't think there's any wrong in motherhood. Like there's no, I mean, other than like the very extreme things, but like if you love your children and you're doing what's, what you feel is best, there's, it's not wrong. Right. Well, and it's interesting. I, I feel like it's come up a lot for myself as far as um, it's no accident that you have the children you have, that you have the parents that you have. You needed specifically experiences that those parents could give to you. So when you're like, am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? Again, there is the only right and wrong that really is there is what you're per perceiving as right as wrong or right versus wrong. Right. Because just like raising children in other countries and stuff like that it's interesting when they're like, people are like, well, I don't know if I should do that. And I'm like, well, everybody in the world lives differently. So, and we're all still, we're all living until we do something that, you know, either like disease or whatever right. is in our lives. But up until that point, we are all living. Right. We're all, you know, and what feels very right for one person and you look at their life and that seems so right. And you can look at somebody else and their life also seems very quote unquote, right. So it kind of breaks down that barrier of if you look at everybody living, how many people are healthy, how many people have jobs and how many people are, you know, fulfilling their purpose and how many people are raising wonderful children. Like it's really hard to screw it up. Like, yeah, it, I mean, it is. I, I just remember they're all babies like sleep outside and mind you, it's like really cold and babies like sleep outside and they like, bundle them up in these like they look like little sleeping bags and this and I was like this is people go in and like have their coffee and the kids sitting outside in the stroller and I was like this seems wrong but like it's just the culture and it's what people do and and kids are happy and outside and in fresh air and like here we're like we gotta have this set nap time and this yeah. and it's just it's just interesting like I hired I hired a a sleep specialist to know what my baby needs and when my baby needs to sleep. I was like, you, you, have you ever met the specialist? They're like, no, it was online. They gave me a program. I'm like, which is great. Like if you need some right. to look for things, yeah. like try it out, feel what feels yeah. good for you. Um, and I'm yeah, sure if you're doing it because you feel like I need this and it's going to help me. But if it's like, I'm doing this cause I feel like 
you know, they're six months old and they should be doing this. And that's just not every kid is different. Yeah. Well, and having four, like, like the more kids you have, the more you realize like every single experience, every single temper tantrum, every single like meltdown, every single celebration has to be different for every single kid. I was like, no wonder they tell you motherhood is a lot of work, but it is really just that you're like, it is hard to intuitively know what to do at every moment of every right. day. And, and you, you just really don't know how much work it is until you're really in the trenches. And then you're like, they weren't lying. They were not lying. You get no sleep. Right. And people are at the door of your bathroom at all hours of the day. I know. I used to always make this joke. Like, I can't wait to just pee where I don't see fingers underneath the door. Right? He's like slipping. Under. Yes. Or pee alone. Like, or that wasn't alone. the thing. I still, like, to this day, pee with the door open. Because I'm like, why not? Come why on not? in. Because I, there's like a radar that they have as soon as you pee. They're like, I actually need something. Where is she? Where is she? <laughs> or, or when you get on the phone. That's right. the other one. Yeah. They're like, they're like, she's having a conversation with one, but I, I need to, I need to speak. I need to tell you something. I need you to listen to me. I'm really important. I see that you're attached to something. You're speaking to somebody else, but guess what? I'm going to talk so loud. I also swear that every child gets louder as it goes. My third oh. is the loudest human ever. <laughs> She's like tiny and so loud, but she, yeah, because she needs to be heard above she needs all to be others. Heard. I, I understand, but man, sometimes I'm like, we're, it's just you and I. We're just talking. Take it I'm down. Two feet from your face. She's <laughs> got like a megaphone. I'm like, oh, it's very jarring in the morning. Oh my gosh, I love it. Like even, I hope you guys can hear like the natural like fluidity, and I think the humanness that you bring to. The mindfulness part um, because the amount of pressure that I feel like women especially I know men feel it too and I understand that yes. um, but speaking in a um, mothering role it is a very different sense of I think responsibility I think the the feeling of responsibilities are different um, I think both parents offer different support systems and the way that the mother supports the child and the mother supports the family is very, very different from the father. And it doesn't, I'm not talking like boy, girl, I'm just talking yeah. roles in general. Yeah, 100%. And like my, my husband, Norwegian culture in general, the men, like there's, there was a joke that, you know, I had a friend that came and he's like, who are, there are so many mannies here. And I'm like, mannies, what are you talking about? Cause the men get paternity leave. So you see all the dads like rolling around the park with the kids. So they're, they're very involved, but it's just different. Like I feel things like, and I would say my husband's probably more sensitive than I am, honestly, but like, I feel things from my heart when I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't leave that as that was, because I know like her little heart is upset. So I got to go and talk to her, even though like she was being a jerk and like, that's what's happening. But I know if I sit and have a conversation with her, she'll understand next time, like why this right. happened and why there was yelling or why this, you know, right. rather than just, I think dads can be like, well, that, that was dumb. So I just gotta, Move gotta on. tell her yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Or I think moms, we really do have this like nurturing side that we have to that we, it's like, we can't even stop it. We have to do it. And it's kind of like finding the balance of like nurturing and not like over giving yeah. as well, because I think a lot of us, 
lose ourselves in motherhood. And I think it's a really easy thing to do because you, all you want to do is like make these little, little people happy and they know that. <laughs> so so that's the first thing they learn. Like, yeah. The they're like, they learn, mm. they no. And that you are just there to really help them with all of their needs, yes. whatever those needs are. Yeah. As they grow older, they're like, I really need an Xbox. And you're like, right. you. <laughs> Before they needed the cuddle, now Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> it just gets more expensive. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's just, it's a, it's an easy thing to get caught up in, but we do. We, as, as moms, we just really our kind of side of parenthood is very in it, like very with all of our heart. I always, I keep going to my chest because I just feel like it like spills out of our heart. Yeah. But is that, and is that kind of how you began to build the mindful mamas um, program or how did it all kind of come about? So it came about, I mean, organically, like, you know, as you can tell in my life, I'm like, and now I'm doing this. <laughs> so um, I have been a hairdresser for 13 years. So I have spent my days talking to women um, all the time for a long time. And I, what I, a common thing that I've noticed with women and especially with moms is that we want to give and we aren't good at receiving. So we want to give, give, give. And yeah. And, and then somebody wants to do something. You're like, Oh no, I can't, you cannot buy me a soda. You cannot buy me a coffee. You don't buy me. I don't need a cake for my birthday. Why would I ever need that? Like, no, yes, you do. I need the cake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do need that. And like, I don't, flavor, okay? right? I don't need any help. They're like, oh, you're redoing something. Can I, can I help you prep for this party? No, no, no. I got to do it myself. Like, no, you don't. Come on. So listening to women was one thing. And then, you know, I have four children and they're all different ages. And I found myself um, with their, the friends, how do I say this? With their friends, moms. Okay. And then also in my workspace, not only with my clients, but also with my colleagues, because they'd watched me had babies and in, in some way felt they thought I'd looked like it was easy. I'm like, guys, it's not. I, I don't know what. Because I drink a lot of coffee. I drink a lot of coffee. I know how to breathe. I'm like, that's basically what I can teach you is like breathe, meditate, do some yoga. And hey, if you feel overwhelmed, get the heck out of the room and go take five minutes to yourself. But um, yeah, so I just found myself like kind of coaching in all these different spaces about being a mom. And I didn't really, I don't know. I didn't really like click right away. Um, I've, I've taught a lot. I taught, um, hair stuff for years. I taught hair color. I ran our, helped run our assistant program. I did this. So I've always been in this teaching kind of space, but I don't know. It just suddenly I felt like what I was teaching about to everyone was about being a mom and not losing yourself. And I was like, you know, I think, I think I could do something with this. And I also am constantly trying to teach my kids also how to breathe. I think especially because I, I ended up with these three girls and I'm going like, what is the lesson here that I have three girls? Okay. Um, so I, I have been trying and they're all very different and just trying to teach them how to be true to themselves. Um, take a minute when they're frustrated 
learn to breathe, learn to express their feelings and not do, not do the woman thing of the, the I'm fine. It's okay. Like really be like, no, you're not fine. Let's get this out. So yeah. And then they've been watching me meditate and yoga and do all that, all the good stuff. And the cool thing is, is they want to know about it. So I kind of started, all of these things started clicking and I was like, you know, I think I could do something really cool to support moms, whether you're a new mom or a mom of older children, just like, you know, finding a space for yourself and finding a way to integrate spirituality and mindfulness with your family. Because I, that's what I really, when I started thinking about this and doing research with people, I feel like that's what people really wanted. Like I know how to go to a yoga class or do meditation, but I don't know how to bring it home. And like, what if my husband isn't on the same page? Like, how do I integrate this into my day-to-day life? So that's kind of how my, that was a long like, explanation. Let me show how I got you. there. <laughs> like I got this. Well, and, and honestly, I think it's such a testament to like, it doesn't ever go away from, yeah we do it even as even before we're mothers minimizing our feelings putting ourselves last like making sure we throw the birthday parties for other people making sure that the gifts are right for other people making sure that we you call me i answer the phone and i listen and i'm always women are such a great do a really great job of being um holding space i almost said space holders but that sounded wrong um yeah holding space (laughs) Um, and really creating that like safe space for people to share Mm -hmm. and they always kind of whether you identify as like super not necessarily motherly or or girly like I don't mean it like that but really when you think about the type of friend that you are the type of daughter that you are all the roles that you play um, our society really has taught women because there's a lot of patriarchal undertones it has taught women to put themselves last. Yes. Taught women to always be the space holder. Yes. (laughs) And not the space taker upper. Yes. And it's amazing. Well, and like something like this, a program like this allows women to feel like even when they're going home and integrate, integrating, you know, meditation and things like that, like your husband doesn't have to meditate. Your kids don't have to meditate. Yeah. It's not for them. This is for you. And mm-hmm. the best teachers lead by example. Exactly. That's, so, I mean, that, that's really, that's really it. Right. I am always telling, I think the hardest step in anything like this is just for women to go like, well, they, the initial reaction is like, I don't have time. I don't have time to take for myself. So the first part of this program is all about like doing stuff for you because there's time we're just doing other things you know there's there's so much more time than we think and we're filling it with things that maybe don't matter and then we're we're like i don't know i don't feel great i don't do this but i'm you know spending time on instagram and facebook and watching a show which i do all of those things please like i need i need my netflix i need my instagram i I like my facebook but they're gonna come after i do the things that actually like take care and fill up my soul. And I think the the best way for me to make women understand that it's, it is for you, but this is actually a jo- your job as a mother is to explain that if you're doing this and taking the time for yourself, like your kids are going to see it 
And then they understand that too. Cause if we just tell our children, like it's take time for yourself, feel your feelings, do this. But then they see us like putting up walls and never saying no to anything. Then that's what they realize is right. So we can tell them till we're blue in the face, what we should be doing. But if we're not doing it, they're not going to hear it. <laughs> so. Well, and doing this allows you to heal generational patterns of this subservient behavior that women have been programmed that they think they need to be, or they think they need to be a certain way or like that, like even Instagram, Facebook, all of those things give you the artificial like dopamine hit. Yes. You are living experiences that are not yours visually through somebody else, but because you actually haven't experienced them, it doesn't feel authentic, which is why you get that comparison syndrome, which is why you get this imposter syndrome. Like there, you know, I, my thing is not as good as theirs, even though you're in a similar field or, you know, all this and comparison is a thief of joy. And mm -hmm. as mothers, like, I don't need any more of that. <laughs> like, right. I don't need to look at any more like Instagram feeds. I don't, I actually don't need any of that. What I need is to be present in my own. Cause then what happens is when you start to fill your cup, I think then you, when you are on Instagram, when you are on Facebook, when you are on these things, you're not searching for that anymore. So yeah. it doesn't have the same uh, effect of like getting caught up in that quite so easily. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when your cup is full, you can look at someone and go like, Oh wow, I'm so glad they had that nice vacation. Yeah. Instead of going like, why did they get to go on vacation? And my vacation doesn't look like that. Yeah. But like, like their, it's because their husband got the promotion. Right. It's out these like negative thought patterns because you've infused your mind with all of the positive, affirmative, joyful patterns by just the way that you live. So then you don't feel the need to get on this loop and hamster wheel of how other people are doing, why they're doing it, why is it different from yours? And instead of creating it's instead of being like a looking at it as a comparison, you look at it as like I'm happy for them. Like you can yeah. genuinely express joy for other women, which is also something that we don't do. And so I love this program because it actually gives you group dynamics yeah. as well. So every week you're getting uh, calls um, with the group together so that you guys can share and commune together and be able to work through some of these things and, and talk to other women in a way that is, I think, um, positively affirming the evolution of just them as a human, them as a family, us as women and as mothers. And I just, it's like such a cool experience, I think. Thank you. Yeah, I, it was really important for me when I was designing this to have that group aspect, because I think so often I talk to people and they feel so alone mm -hmm. um, with whatever they're struggling with in, in motherhood or just, you know, in life. Like they're like, oh, I, I have this and I haven't told anybody but you. And I'm like, well, tell some more people. Because, <laughs> you know what? The more people you tell, the less alone you're going to feel. So I wanted to create a really sp safe space where people felt like they could share. Um, because I think as soon as we speak something, already a weight is lifted, right? right. And then you speak something and you're like, oh, I, I feel like a horrible mother because I'm so frustrated that my two-year-old comes into my room or won't sleep and somebody's like oh my gosh mine did that too it's horrible I like wanted to throw something and you're like oh okay like I'm not 
I'm not a bad person for feeling like that because I think so often you see the sunny side of things and you don't see the, the back door and you don't really realize that other people are feeling exactly like you are exactly the same. Like we're all human. The back door. Yeah. Check that back door out. <laughs> Very weird analogy. Well, but, you, know. Nice back there. you know, we're going to put some plants by the back door. <laughs> Maybe a mural. I don't yeah. know. It's a really nice, like, doorstep thing. Like, a little <laughs> like yeah. something clever. Oh, man. Okay, yeah. so the first week, let's, I want to talk, um, I want to share with everybody so that they understand kind of the breakdown of the program. Because it's oh. not just like, hey, we're going to get together and, and talk and we're going to be a little more mindful. Like, your strategy for how to implement and come out of this being able to feel more whole and feel more joy, I think on a daily basis is like ingenious. So it's four weeks. So talk to me a little bit about what each week holds. So it's four weeks. And the first week, um, of course, is all about you, which is challenging for some people. They hear that and they're like, I thought this was for like family and for being a mom. I'm like, yep, guess what? It all starts with you. Um, and then, <laughs> family surprise. surprise. Um, so, so that week is really about finding things that bring you joy because most of us have forgotten them along the way. So finding things that bring you joy Figuring out if you are taking any time for yourself, because I think a lot of times people are like, well, I take time for myself. I, I go to the gym and it's like, mm, okay, well, that's like maintaining your health. I don't know if that's necessarily time for yourself. And I, I think a lot of times people have this idea that it has to be this big, giant, huge thing. And I'm, I'm trying to, I always tell everyone, I'm not trying to um, steal things from your day. And I'm not trying to make more things for you to do. I'm trying to give you things to do that will make you feel better at the end of the day. So you're, we're just replacing, <laughs> replacing with something that's, that's stronger. So there you get journaling prompts for this week. Um, I send a meditation and then we do a call that's kind of a welcome and just kind of getting into what everything is going to be. And, but yeah, all week it's, you're being prompted about yourself and I'm, I'm there reminding you like, did you do something that makes you joyful today? What is it? Um, yeah. So just, just that week is all about like really getting back in touch with yourself, especially if you feel like you've lost it, which I think a lot of people do and are coming, coming to this program thinking that like, I don't even know what I like. Yeah. So. Well, and so I, think really before, I think before people become parents too, they, what was joyful, they think they can't do anymore because they have kids. Right. So it's like, I um, have a funny story. I was, I had just had my son and I gave away, um, I had like snowboard bindings. Um, I sold it because I, I always joke. I had like a quarter life crisis. I was like, I can't snowboard. I'm never going to be able to snowboard. I'm a mom now. I'm a mom now. <laughs> And I need to stay alive. Like snowboarding was for sure going to kill me. And so I had to sell it. I also had a guitar that I really only like took a couple of lessons, but I really liked to have a guitar. And I thought maybe right. one day I'll actually like dedicate some time to sold that too. Cause I'm clearly don't have time. And I was like, no, never again. And the thing that interested me, I was this, that had like a tangible thing. I was like, I'm going to sell it all. Cause I can't do any of that anymore. I'm a mom. Yeah. Done. That's hilarious. But that's exactly it. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's this whole thing and, and your life, drastically changes. Like you have a kid and like, yes, your life is different. And maybe 
And also you might not like some of the things that you liked before we're changing all the time. And, but you're totally allowed to snowboard and play guitar and do all like go dancing with your friends. Like you're allowed to do that. And I think for some reason we have this, like, now I'm a mom, I'm going to like give myself a mom bob and that's the end. <laughs> like forget it. Also, I'm not going to wear any clothes that actually fit me. And I mean, I will say I only wear broken stocks because my feet die, but you know, <laughs> we could have a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but it's not like you have to give up your whole identity and just like, now I'm just mom. Like, no, right. you're still, you're still you. Well, it's like, you just add that title to all the other things that you identify mm -hmm. with or that you feel are a part of you. Like that's now just um, a part of you that literally is walking on the outside and yes. you know, goes with you to pee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, goes with you to pee and never leaves you alone when you're on the phone. Yeah. yeah. But I, when people would ask me like you and my husband's name is Halstein, you and Halstein, you just, it looks so easy and it looks so calm. And I think neither one of us lost ourselves. Like we kept being us. We kept doing the things that we really liked and um, like, okay, we didn't go out every night. <laughs> anymore or something like that but like we kept the parts of ourselves that we loved like he plays music he still plays music all the time and now like my kids play music we just we kept we kept us we didn't like become like now we are Kristen Halstein parents and we don't do anything fun or, yeah yeah and we put our kids to bed early so we can hang out with each other you know like there's just little things that you can do to make sure that you you still get to be you because you should. And that's what makes parenthood fun is like you bring yourself into it. Right. So week two, what's for week two? So week two is all about connection. So this is where we're really getting into how to connect. Like now you've connected with yourself and now we're going to connect with our family. So these are really, a, this is a little more like tactical plan of what you can do to have more of that quality time. Oh. I don't know. I don't even know what's ringing on this. Um, I, I, we, they're like, no, no connection right now, guys. <laughs> no connection. This is not my computer. I'm like, why are things ringing on here? Um, okay. Yeah. So week two is all about connection. We really connect with ourselves in the week one. And then in week two, it's like tactical things for being with your family. So it's, um, I give you kind of questions to ask each other during dinner or going for walks. I give suggestions on how you can really have some quality time, which I mean, taking away technology a little bit and just finding those moments that are really, um, all about connection. And so having one-on-one -on -one time, um, and then in this week we do breath work as a group which is something I'm super passionate about because it helps to move and release energy and all of this. For those who aren't familiar, do you want to share what breathwork work is a little bit? Sure. Um, breathwork is magic. No. The end. The end. And you just have to do it. So just get in touch with me and I'll teach you. No. Um, breathwork is... So there's lots of different types of breathing and pranayama and in yoga, there's, we're always talking about breathing. I just had posted this really interesting article yesterday about breath and how most of us actually don't breathe correctly, um, which is true. Like it's amazing. It's amazing when you teach or like teaching somebody to breathe. I mean, you know, as a yoga teacher, like 
you're teaching someone to breathe and you're like, no, you got your stomach should go out, <laughs> like not in. And it's just fascinating. So this specific type of breath work is all done through the mouth and it gets deep into your lymphatic system and it actually, and into the fascia. And so it's like super, super cleansing. It is going to move stagnant energy. It might bring up some old things. So it's a really big healing tool. Um, yeah. So you're basically just, I, there's a really cool playlist and you breathe for 20 minutes in this very specific way. And I'll, like it helps with depression, anxiety. You can get kind of these intuitive hits from it. It's, it's just a really neat experience. Um, yeah, but it's, for me and in this program, I'm using it to kind of clear out whatever's left over of you holding on to um, like not, not getting in touch with yourself or feeling like you're not enough or all those kind of things. Just really working that through so that you can continue on with the, the following two weeks. Cool. Okay. So then what's week three? So week three really goes into mindfulness. Okay. So now you've had... You've had the focus on yourself. You're having the connection with your others. Now we're going to take those and really work towards being super mindful about everything that we're, we're doing in this week. So, um, you know, just in not going, not just going through the motions of the day to day, but this week you're going to really think about planning out your days and making them. So the, the kind of the pre-work before this week is picturing your perfect day with your family and then actually trying to do it and just really being in the moments and being together and journaling as a family. So I also do one of the meditations this week is a, a meditation together as a family. And if the husband doesn't want to do it, it's mostly like for the kids and the mom is, is what it is for. And so it's short and it's fun and it just kind of shows how you can be together with your kids doing this. So we go through some breathing techniques and really learning how to, how to slow down and be present. I love it. Week yeah. four. And then week four is, I call it integrate. So it's kind of putting all of this together and how you're going to continue it on once we, once I'm not there with you. Um, you mean you're going to not hold my hand? <laughs> no. Once I'm not there with you, I want you to have all the skills and all the knowledge. And this is also this week, um, you'll get a one-on-one -on -one coaching call with me so that whatever like is the missing link. Cause I find that for everyone, it's a little bit different, whatever the missing link is. Um, I can help you with that and give you some, some one-on-one -on -one guidance. And then we do end this week with breath week, breath work as well. So, yeah. Yeah. And if you guys have never experienced breath work, it's phenomenal. And I was like, listen, the rest of it is great. Even if you just come for the breath work, it literally is so like clarifying for yeah. the body, like your soul. It's so great. Um, well, and there's, there's so much, I think so many programs are like, okay, well, it's just this one specific part of, you know, it's like learning to meal prep for a family or it's learning right. to, and your approach is very much like you as the individual, you and how you connect with others you and the whole connection and what that looks like day-to-day -day life yes which the the reality is it's something that people can always return to so um it's four weeks correct mm -hmm. yes four um, weeks. and your next launching of this mm -hmm. starts on the june 20th june 20th yep so soon so 
and just yeah. so which is super do you have a, a limitation on like how many people how does how does all that work yeah um no more like the maximum amount of people for this particular program is 15 because I want to be able to do the one-on-one -on -one calling and I want you guys to feel connected. So I think if it goes beyond that, um, right now I'm running one that has a group of 10 and that's been great. And I think, um, I think I've decided that I that 15 will be the max next time. So yeah, I just think it's, it's nice to get to know each other and, um, I want to, I like to keep it a little bit slightly intimate. Well, and that way too, I feel like when things get too big, when you're trying to do something as transformative as this and very intimate, the bigger that it gets, sometimes you feel a little lost. You can't, you don't feel like you can speak. Yeah. And it's so important to be able to clear like your throat chakra and stuff like that and, and really express things that are going on with your family and, and feel like you have a safe space for that. So that intimacy I think is really, really important. So I love, oh, love, love, love that. Um, if you haven't already, so we mentioned her, if you're, this is something that you're like, oh my gosh, yes, I need this. Where has this been all my life? Because I feel I probably have at least six people I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> yes. Um, you can follow her on Instagram at calm and total chaos. It's the same on Facebook. It's all one word. Same for Facebook and YouTube. On YouTube, she also has some meditations and stuff like that that you can go check out. Um, but that's the way so you can get in touch with her if you're interested in signing up for the June 20th cohort of Mindful Mamas that's going to, to begin soon. So I honestly am so, so thankful for you, Kristen. Thank you for coming on here and sharing gifts and, you know, just all your loveliness. Oh, thanks. 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 Yeah. This was so fun. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really cool program. And I think what's most important about it for me is that it's, it's not like a set, like you have to do this. It's really about you coming into yourself because that's what's most important. I love it. So I ask everybody usually one question at the end. Okay. Um, and if you were on your deathbed and you had to give one word of advice for um, something for life, for one, just one piece of advice that you would like to leave in the world, what would it be? Oh, that's so hard. That yeah, so why hard. not tell anybody beforehand that I'm doing it? <laughs> I don't want you to, I want to put you on the slot. <laughs> yeah, like, this needs to be real. I mean, my one piece of advice is surround yourself with people that you really care about and don't waste your time on people that you don't. I love it. That is so true. And I, like so many of us too, even like a group like this provides you the opportunity to surround yourself with like-minded people. Yeah. And you truly are a culmination of the five people that you spend your most time with. Mm -hmm. They're a reflection of you. If you look at your friends, there's, you know, similarities and, and stuff like that. And you're like, okay, what do I want to represent? Mm -hmm. Like, what do I want to embrace more of and things like that? And if you're taking all these, you know, acquaintances in as more than acquaintances, surround yourself with things that don't serve you so I love yeah that. yeah don't spend time with people just because you feel like you have to if they're not really feeding your soul don't don't do it <laughs> there are people there's like I don't even know the number so I'm there's not a lot of people a lot yeah, of people like billions, okay billions of people I'm not sure the exact number right now <laughs> um but thank you so much for joining us if you enjoyed this interview if you've enjoyed other 
episodes on the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast, go ahead and leave a review. Um, you can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it on Instagram. You can tag myself, Shalane Carter, um, and Kristen at Common Total Chaos. Let us know that you're listening. Let us know your biggest takeaways. If you joined her group, I expect you to take a screenshot of it, tag us. We want to know that you guys are actively like trying to be the best versions of yourself and, and share more of that so other people feel equally as empowered to raise their vibration, to step into who they are and to release a lot of the judgment and expectation and all that good stuff. So um, we would love, love, love for that. And until next time, guys, cheers.